Hello, I'm Ali. You're listening to Talking Pictures and Today is a very special episode today because I'm joined by the cast and crew of the Moonlight Circus, a fabulous new radio drama coming out on Cam FM on Halloween. Hello, guys. How are you? Hello. 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 That's a lot of you. <laughs> so, do you fancy introducing yourself and telling us a bit about the role that you play in the Moonlight Circus? Hello, my name's Sam, and I'm playing the clown, and the clown is called Patches. The actor's name, my name, is actually Sam David. So, if you want to search me up. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <Wow. laughs> cool. Um, I'm Amini and I'm playing Miss Banks and she is an alcoholic owner of an orphanage and she's well, Welsh, very Welsh. <laughs> and that's kind of it. She's cool though. Um, I love her. Hi, I'm Catherine. I am kind of Amini's sidekick within the orphanage. I'm playing Mrs. Hadley and she is a lovely lady from South London. And my name is Nicola. I'm the writer director of the piece. Fabulous. Great. So I guess I'll kick things off by asking, how did you all find it working on this project? And actors, I guess, what drew you to this project? Nicola. <laughs> yeah. Full stop. Because honestly, I've worked with Nicola before. She's very efficient. And I read the script and I thought, that is absolutely outstanding. Mm. And if anybody doesn't know Nicola, many people won't right now. In the future, they will. Yep. Because <laughs> they, she is an incredible talent. And I'm very, very grateful to have taken part. Absolutely. Yeah, same. I would say the thing that drew me to this story originally was the fact that I kind of have a fear of circuses, which is really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm terrified of clowns. So when I read the script, it really kind of drew me into my childhood fears. And actually mm. it was something that was like, yeah, I want to be part of this because I want to be able to finally control that. So being within the drama was really interesting and it was great to just, yeah, be in control of how it's going to turn out in some way and have a part to play. Mm. Yeah. That's really interesting. So you felt like a really personal connection to yeah, it almost. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well. I'd always just really wanted to try voice acting. Um, and I just love the idea of it. I watch a lot of anime. So that was mm. <laughs> always yeah. going to be something I was interested in. And um, I remember yeah, going to the audition and trying it out. And Nicola was like, do you know any accents? And the Welsh <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah. The rest is and history. Yeah. <laughs> so... Where did you guys draw inspiration from? I guess I'll start with Nicola, actually, because it's your, it's your script. It's a fantastic script. Where did you draw inspiration from? Um, to be honest, most of it actually came from the BFG. <laughs> Roll nice. doll. Yeah, That's I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I used to have like the BFG audiobook as a child and I'd listen to it all the time. And I remember being genuinely kind of creeped out. I don't know if you remember the opening mm -hmm. scene where Sophie's oh gosh, just in yeah. her bed and she sees everything different at night. She sees a massive figure like creeping around the houses and I always thought that was really creepy. Mm. Like there's something about that. And then I we got a university prompt yeah. <laughs> for one of our assignments that was like, write something about moonlight. And I just love the idea that moonlight is something that's so like natural. Like, I mean, it's just sunlight. Like mm -hmm. that's all it really is. But there's so much mythology and stuff. So many connotations. It. Yeah. yeah. And there's like everything's done in moon cycles. It's a lot to do with like witchcraft. And it's like mm -hmm. really, it's just everywhere. So I was like, that's just really creepy to tie in those things. Like mm. A girl that sees something in the moonlight. And I too yeah. have a fear of clowns. <laughs> so that's yeah. how the clown right. came into it. And that's how it really began. That's yeah, really crazy that. because like, Every time I pictured the scenes when mm. we were um, recording, I pictured the orphanage from the BFG and the oh, whole amazing. opening sequence with Sophie and the BFG. So that's like, mm. what? It's that's kind of seeped through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it worked. That's <laughs> great. So I guess, obviously, because I'm playing Patches the Clown, mm. um, my, inis my initial thought 
So Nicola sent me the, the project. And then about 10 minutes later, I went upstairs, laid on my bed. I had my microphone and I went, clown, clown, <laughs> clown, crazy. He's, he's, he's going to be hurt emotionally. And then, so I linked it towards it, naturally. Yeah, mm -hmm. But realistically, I, I uh, was it, um, who played it, the original chap? Uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually knew that one before, because I was, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm very scared of horror films. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I could imagine me playing a very similar sort of role, and I wanted to put that through in voice acting. So, yeah, I mean, crazy clown very upset and you can hear it i reckon i reckon you can hear that there's something mm. wrong with him yeah but definitely yeah and that kind of introduces that that spooky that spooky kind of yeah era. Mm. i was really so. shocked when you did your initial patches voice because for me i thought it was going to be even more bubbly maybe like <laughs> ronald mcdonald type <laughs> 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 you know what that's that one, i did oh no don't get me wrong i went through like three different voices and i went mm. no because i know nicola and I've got to I've got to compete against other people. I'm gonna be completely honest. Mm. So I'm gonna go for what Nicola's gonna like. Yeah. And mm. that's the creepy clown who sounds incredibly hurt. Yeah. Oh, it so creeps yeah. me out, Sam. Yeah. You did a good job. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Catherine, did you have any kind of inspiration for Yeah, I think specifically for my character for Mrs. Hadley, mm. I definitely drawn inspiration from Oliver and from Nancy yep. from mm -hmm. the film. And just that kind of Victorian era and the kind of characters that were in those parts of London and the relationships that they had with each other. Um, yeah, and the kind of sentimental discourse of orphanages in that. So that's something that inspired me, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Originally it was the Trunchbull for me. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was it. Even before she was Welsh, I was like, this is such a Trunchbull moment. Um, and then what an <laughs> yeah, as I got to know the character a bit more, I was like, oh, okay, she's not just like this archetype villain, evil for no reason. Um, and so then I started thinking, okay, what would happen if Ness from Gavin and Stacey got put in charge of an orphanage <laughs> nice. and was like, I don't know what to do with this. And then that's kind of how it happened. Great. Yeah. I, d I do think it's interesting the the sort of thing that Miss Banks and Mrs. Hadley have, because it's almost like they are going towards the same goal. They both want to care for the children and they both think they're doing it. But they're doing it in very different ways, opposing ways. Very and different ways. That's where they clash. <laughs> kind of like gentle parenting versus the one yes. who's yeah. like slipper. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much complexity to it because you've got that element of like jealousy there as well. Yeah. That character. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think the emotional depth of a lot of these characters is very, that's what I found really interesting when I was reading the script. Yeah. Kind of also, also oh the gosh, theme of yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. Like yeah. just, just, I mean, anything to do, anything like mythological, yeah. I always find really interesting in the way mm. that you it's kind of created yeah. this myth mythology that exists i don't know yeah. uh, that's why i find really taking a lot of like you know archetypal characters and then put a twist on every single one so you never quite can expect expect what you think you're expecting mm. yeah. yeah it doesn't work like that when when i did the audition and i, I read the script wow like that's that kind of set the mood so i kind of like went you know this clown's gonna be crazy he's gonna be the <laughs> He's going to be it. Yeah, mm, definitely. So. so I guess we're talking about performance here, but you're all actors. Have you, um, have you all performed on stage before in front yeah. of camera? Yeah. yeah, so you're used to like the audience being able to see you. Mm -hmm. oh, Obviously, this yeah. is a radio drama, so your audience cannot see you. What was that like? Did it affect your performance? It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I love being on a stage. Um, but I do loads of stupid voices at home all the time anyway, like my siblings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to be able to get specific voices and the emotions across, you have to pull like all these weird faces. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. so much yeah, fun yeah. and it's like, 
oh, you don't have to worry about what people are thinking looking at you. And if you look a certain emotion, because it's all about conveying it vocally. Yeah. And I love it. Mm. And I've definitely got to do more voiceover now because that was just like the most fun mm. thing ever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was really freeing. It was really fun to mm. just stop worrying about your body language and just give it your all. And it doesn't matter if you look crazy or really, really sad in moments. It was just nice to convey it purely through the heart and the voice. And it was yeah. nice to watch each other as well and just kind of yeah. be <laughs> watch taken all the away weird from... faces that we're all pulling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah like... it was funny. <laughs> it was hard not to laugh at times or cry. Because at the end yeah. of the day, there was no audience. You are right, but we were acting. So yeah. If we were on stage, what we'd, we would actually adjust that yeah. above from our head. Mm -hmm. Everything else would be, I'd be the clown and you'd be yeah, that person. Yeah, yeah. But your voice yeah. realistically would be the same. And obviously we had to tailor that to the microphone mm. and that was the challenge mm. I reckon yeah. going mm. back forth trying to get the right pitch and mm. you yeah. know it's kind of that was a hard deal mm. but as my, that's my first voice acting gig and like you said I mean yeah. was, uh, growing up I played loads of video games mm. all I was thinking about <laughs> was just I want to create this character that people are going to hear yeah and everyone's going to go I want to do that or wow <laughs> that was incredible and just mm. just they don't have to see you all they're doing is just listening to yeah. your voice and imagining it's, yeah and they're imagining yeah. and that's what well what a book does i guess yeah it's like mm. definitely like a book and i think it helps actors actually be more authentic yeah because yeah. you're not worrying about oh do i look the right part for this role do i do this and obviously you can manipulate your voice but your voice is your voice and it's all about what can you create with it and what can you do with it but i think it helps you be more yourself as an actor as well and not worry about fitting into um, different like cast types or that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah I think yeah. the character transformation that I experienced between the audition and getting behind the microphone in the recording studio was so different. I think I was really overthinking it in the audition and yeah. trying to think about every little thing, whereas it came so naturally and it felt so right just embracing that character through my voice mm. in the studio. And I'm sure Nicola, that knowing that it was an audio drama must have impacted your writing, right? Cause, oh, massively. Because we talked yeah. about it a bit before and the yeah. fact that it's horror, you know, the audience not being able to see this horrible clown yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not know what yeah. he yeah. looks yeah. so much worse. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what people could imagine would be so much worse than whatever I could describe or show them. Oh. Mm. Like, and also I didn't, I sort of made it a point to not really give Patches much of a description. He's a clown. Mm. And we have a voice that we put to him and we have like the typical clown like noises, like a kind of squeaky nose and like all of that. But that almost <laughs> makes it more ominous because we don't know what he looks like. Yeah. And there's a bit where like Catherine's character, Mrs. Hadley talks of where a clown came to visit her as a mm. child. And all she says is that his body crept up the entire yeah. length of the wall. Mm. I have this inherent fear yeah. of yeah. tall oh, things. Oh, I forgot about that oh. Oh. <laughs> Which is absolutely ironic because if you think about a clown, they're six foot five and yeah. gangly. Yeah, and really. And the, the voice actor, everybody, is five foot eight. And he's a bit stocky. I'm not going to lie. Nobody needs to He just to know sounds that. a bit tall and gangly. You can do anything you want to be with the voice actor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just the Mm. Using, you, you've the audience have got to use their brain yeah yeah to create kind of like well the story is created but yeah. how they choose exactly. to how see they it. choose to yeah. see it yeah. i think that's what's so cool about the fact you made a clown almost the main character is that yeah. everyone's got a different view about how a clown looks to them and how it's mm -hmm. scary what its features are yeah. so yeah. 
even though Sam did an amazing job of making Mr. Patches his own, I have a completely different experience and image in my head of the clown yeah. that you are when yeah, I listen yeah, to yeah. this and yeah. when we went through the script. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I mean, horror's all about, you know, obviously there are some great horrors that are set in the daytime, like Midsummer, yeah. things like this, but mm. horror is constantly exploiting the fear of the unknown. And mm -hmm. that's why it's so often set in at nighttime or everything's yeah. dark, you can't see it. It's, it's yeah. so oh, much more scary to imagine point. what's in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Audio drama is that to the nth degree because yeah. you can't see any anything at all. Exactly. So it's all the audience audience's imagination. So Always a kind of mystery. Yeah. And I think that's why like Jaws works so well when you can't yes. see the shark. Mm -hmm. You only yeah. see the fin. Yeah. It's so much worse when you actually see the shark, you're like, what is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit disappointing. In terms of characters, we do find out a bit of background information about some of the characters. So Imogen, who is our protagonist, I guess you could yeah. say, yeah. and um, Mrs. Hadley, we find out about her background, what's happened to her in yeah. the past. Did any of you kind of come up with any ideas about what happened in your character's past that wasn't necessarily in the script, but you felt like this helped you to kind of understand the character? I th it's, it's that hurt. Mm -hmm. Hurt can go a long way. Even if you're a five, seven-year-old boy or girl and you carry that on, it's trauma. You carry yeah. it on to your childhood mm -hmm. and it wouldn't surprise me if someone were to be hurt in their childhood or be traumatized yeah. and then take that to their adult life. And then that's the issue they've got to deal with. So I guess that's where kind of like the basis of where I kind of went with patches that this, this is a, a gentleman that was traumatized quite young yeah, mm. and he was only accepted by the other weird people. Yeah. And that's yeah. what kind of created him quite mm. an odd figure. I think absolutely. And that's going to be something that a lot of audience members, I think, relate yep. to that's a very relatable thing you know yep. only finding um you know yep. company or acceptance amongst certain groups absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 a lot of horror is kind of like a cautionary tale of sorts um a lot of it's like yeah hurt people doing selfish things and they kind of lay all the foundations for horror like miss banks mm. and miss hadley kind yeah. of trying to piece yeah. together what's left of this orphanage that's crumbling apart mm. because of decisions they may or may not have made um and dealing with people who are hurt by decisions they may or may not have made and mm -hmm. so it's like horror is kind of watching the repercussions of your actions and that's almost mm. the scariest part of it I think at yeah. least for Miss Banks yeah yeah, Miss Banks certainly. yeah yeah I think for me and almost in every character you kind of see their worst nightmare come to life because it's all it, <laughs> the story is partially about nightmares and them coming to life mm -hmm. right um, so for me, it was thinking about what my character may have gone through in the past or maybe things I've had weird dreams about and like actually thinking that they were coming to reality and trying to live within that weird like everyday life that would become so abnormal. I'm going to move on to some more Halloween-y questions now. <gasps> so My favourite time of the year. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's fire night. Yeah. Bonfire night. I, I, I rate that. Thank you. But I like that. I, I, I love Look, There's nothing night. like being cold though. in a field and staring at a fire for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about your characters here. How do you think, and I guess, Nicola, you, you can chip in as well because you know these characters. Okay. You've yeah. written them. Yeah. How do you guys feel like your characters would fare in a slasher film. Yeah. Think Scream, <laughs> Friday the 13th. How would they do? How would they try to survive? Do you know what I mean? What would be their method of, how would they approach that situation? Oh, Patches would just try and match the energy, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, you, you think you've been through for some stuff and then I'm just gonna have to match you, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> 
Forget Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah, no. Patches yeah. versus yeah, Jason. You just involve Patches in this as well at the exact same time. Yeah. I think it was like some group bonding activity or something. He'd just be having a great time. Yeah, he, he would. Yeah. like, wow, you're just like me for real. Yeah, <laughs> shouting and laughing at people to scare them off. Yeah. <laughs> I, think. I think for Mrs. Hadley, or in being the character... I myself would go out giving people sweets. Like she's very sincere. <laughs> she'd try and maybe like bribe people and just be so caring that she'd probably get herself into a death trap because she'd yeah. walk into it blindly. Right. Um, with sherbet lemons. Yeah. yeah. With the sherbet no, he'd lemons. He'd be okay. So. He's absolutely fine. Yeah. Look, I take up my hand. Yeah. <laughs> she'd just be like, oh, calm down. No, no, put the knife away. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Just, it would go straight over her head that something yeah. bad was going to happen. Yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Mrs. Banks is like instantly locking herself in a room by herself with like oh, yeah. five bottles of red wine. I imagine she has like tins of beans. Like yeah, yeah. She's got like an emergency shelter built. Yeah. Really oh, she's a bit apocalypse. of a survivalist. I, yeah, I, I feel so. like, yeah, she's prepared, but only for herself. Yeah, like, only for herself. She's like, the yeah. kids are distractions. The kids are bait. Yeah. This is yeah. good. Yeah. She can outrun the kids. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, she probably can't, to be honest. <laughs> in those heels. No, not in those heels. Yeah. She's so. a savage though. I feel like she'd yeah. have some really great comebacks for anyone. She'd survive more, like she'd survive longer than she would have expected. Expected, yeah. and there'd be mm -hmm. people like knocking on the door or like hisses from outside that she'd be like shut up <laughs> trying to sleep yeah. yeah won't believe it's actually out there but just lock themselves away anyway yeah, she'd she's... probably like the peace and quiet of an apocalypse honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't we all she sees as like a drunken hallucination anyway so she doesn't know what's real and what's yeah. not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an everyday experience yeah. What do you think, Nicola? I think, like, I'm going to go with Imogen as she's our protagonist mm. and she's not here. I think Imogen, because she's quite, like, strong-willed. She's very naive, but she is strong-willed. I think she'd make friends with the monster. I mean, she effectively has mm. with yeah, Patches. Probably, yeah. But I think she's just... But she also doesn't, like, you know, she won't do something someone's asked her to do just because they want her to do it. Mm. She'll have to want to do it. So I think she'll be a bit sassy. Yeah. And she probably will actually survive quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine. Were there any <laughs> horror characters that inspired Imogen's characterization? I mean, honestly, it was, it was literally that Sophie from the BFG. So not yeah. a horror character, but yeah. like it was that kind of strong willedness, like like the, the sort of. She'd be a good final girl. She would be. Yeah, she would be a final girl. Mm. And and I think like in terms of like tropes and stuff like that, it would. It's like effectively that world where all the adults are like the ones in the wrong. Like the adults are the ones that are going to get killed first. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even though the children, <laughs> like they're, they're more close to the magic yeah. and close to the horror. Mm. I get that. So, yeah. But so, yeah. yeah. Nicola, do you think Imogen would eventually, if she made friends with the kind of evil person in mm -hmm. this horror, do you think she would eventually become one of the baddies? Well, the well, I, I think it's well within her reach, mm. whether she chooses to do it. I think that will definitely be something explored in the second episode cool. because, I mean, we've left, this is spoiler free, but like yeah. left episode one on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. We know something's happening to Imogen. Um, but it's what she does with that that will be interesting. I'm excited. Mm, yeah. yeah, very, oh, very excited. excited. Yeah. In incredibly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it'll be great. Um, so I guess you guys, not not the characters, you guys, oh. can you tell me a bit about, well, first of all, are you into okay. horror? How into horror are you? Uh, right, so <laughs> I'm not super into horror films. I will watch them. I'm kind of neutral towards them, but mm. if I'm trying to have a relaxing evening, it's probably not going to be a horror film. <laughs> Um, but I love like horror games, yeah. like indie horror or like there's loads of little like analog horror series coming out on YouTube, which I'm obsessed with because there's not necessarily a narrative, but 
these creators know exactly how to like make Terrifying. your spine yeah. just mm. like curl up inside itself. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of the best thing I've ever seen, I saw the woman in black play. <gasps> yes. Oh wow! At the West End. Yeah. 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 And it was in this up. tiny little theatre, so everything's yeah. really close to you. Yeah. It was my first ever horror experience, yeah. and I was so, I was bricking it. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to die. And then it was me and like a bunch of lads from school, and I was like, I'm actually going to die. <laughs> and then by the second act, I was handing out like mints and humbugs to all of them as they were like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is actually quite fun. <laughs> but that was incredible. I mean, the acting is insane. And also, with that, like, there are hardly any props no. and everything. Like, they basically use a basket. Yeah. Everything and, is like, your imagination. Yeah like an mm -hmm. audio Similar, play yeah. and it just it leads your brain to some Master wild places yeah, yeah that's really interesting yeah. I still yeah. remember jump scares from watching that and funnily enough it was mm. my first horror experience as well um, and that they make crazy. a door so scary yeah I know I've never seen a door that does nothing <laughs> yeah. be the scariest thing in the whole world oh my day now I just have a phobia of shut doors in my house I like, have to keep them open yeah, yeah <laughs> what about you Sam are you into so, horror um, well, we'll see. Right, so basically, no. it goes 70-30 now, so 74 oh, okay. in. When I was younger, absolutely no. I was terrified of absolutely everything. But growing up, and I had I had a big family, um, they kind of like jumped, like put me into like zombie <laughs> games, zombie films, and everything mm -hmm. was like, ooh. But anything to do with poltergeists, no. <laughs> but, but as I was saying earlier to Nicola in a private conversation, that I, I genuinely appreciate James Wan. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the insidious, uh, the conjuring, mm -hmm. because that changed the narrative or the um, connotation you had with horror. Because usually with horror, when you when, when growing up in uh, early 2000s, they were quite corny, they were yeah. cringy. You could look back and go, well, you know, you can't really... There's a lot of cruel humour in yeah. the horror of the 2000s. Yeah, and then yeah. you, you, mm. you're looking at it now, it's just a masterpiece. The acting for some of them is... Okay, it is yeah, but it's still better than what has been. And then um, you you watch things that are like freaky and like um, what can you say? Like you didn't know you were actually scared of it until now. Yeah. So I'd watch the Insidious. I'd watch The Conjurer and go, go something real. And then I'll go down to the kitchen, turn <laughs> for light, and I'm legging it. I am <laughs> legging it. I'm going as fast as possible. And that's why I started to I, rather than going and then watching it again, I now look at it in an art, artistic point of view. And going, wow, like James Wan, he's mm. definitely done something for that industry. Absolutely. If I speak to anybody about a horror film, they're like that. They're like, yeah, James Wan's brilliant. I was like, what? How yeah. do you, didn't he end up doing Marvel now or something like that? He he's doing Aquaman. Aquaman, he's, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't blame him. Mm. But <laughs> I'd get away from the horror industry. But the way he <laughs> dealt with it, I got involved. I, I liked it. But anything before, I, I found it very too... It was scary, but it was kind of corny at the same time. So yeah, that's mm. my point of view. Fair enough, Nicola. I know you're into. Horror. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I know. We've had many a horror conversation. We have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about your your? Fa I mean, oh, this is such a ridiculous question. Yeah. Like anytime yeah. I get asked about my favorite film, it's like mm -hmm. I forget every film I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, but. What's your favourite horror film? <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to say, and this more psychological horror, it's not, it doesn't just belong to the horror genre, but Midsummer is just mm -hmm. the most Ooh. disturbing thing. I <laughs> love disturbing horror. I, I think psychological horror is almost so much better. Explains so much. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just so much better though than like anything I think. It doesn't have, there's no monster as such. Mm. It's just more a deterioration of someone's mind. The extremes that human beings can be pushed to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so much more scary than anything. Mm -hmm. 
anything. I do love a supernatural horror as well. And I love an action horror, like with a murderer. And I love that. Mm. I love sort of every kind of horror. But I think psychological horror is where it's the scariest for me. And it sits with me. But Midsummer has definitely been, like it's, it's caused a lasting impression, mm. shall we say. Yeah, definitely. I am now really tense talking about <laughs> horror. I, I really don't like it. I can't deal with it. I am the biggest scaredy cat in the world, which is, again, really ironic because I love playing different characters and different horrors and psychological thrillers. I love it. I love being in control of that fear mm. and exerting it. But like if I'm if I'm on the other end and I'm the audience... No, I can't deal with it. I'm a very optimistic, happy, fluffy person. Yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah. Are there any films or any horror media in particular that have kind of really got to you? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just think, Doctor like Who. I said, I had a bad, couldn't watch Doctor Who. No, the Weeping <laughs> Angels. And the, the Weeping, Weeping Angels. Angels. Yes. <laughs> I had nightmares until the age of 19. I was like, <laughs> but again, yeah. I think with the Weeping Angels, is what you don't see. It's That's because it. people don't see them yeah. and then they've moved. Yeah. In yeah. like when no one's seen them move. Isn't it? Yeah. So, and that's yeah. fine. You're, you're there. That's okay. You turn around. Where have you gone? Yeah, yeah. I think that's where my fear comes from. And I think yeah. that's where most people get kind of caught on this tense loop is from noise and sound and audio. Yeah. For me, it's mm. the noises and things that creep yeah. me out, whether they're loud mm. or like jittery or disturbing. Like, yeah, that's what freaks me out. Mm. It's a lot more scary to know that there's something there, but not be able to see yeah. it than mm. it is yeah. to see it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Spiders. I don't know what they You know it's in the room. You, just, you, just, yeah. you don't want to see yeah. it. I saw They're a meme you. that was like, spiders are like Cotton Eye Joe. Where did he come from? Horror of spiders. My again. favorite meme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, so obviously, horror is like my favorite genre um but i mean yeah it, like favorite horror film changes all the time i do like survival horror so i like mm. where we see a group of characters in kind of a contained oh, yeah. scenario and we see them literally having to survive so think like the thing is Ooh. really good mm -hmm. I, I, that's great green room really i love that one any zombie media i, oh. I mean sean of the dead is like oh. okay, yeah. a bit of a comedy get behind <laughs> but i love that yeah great i love like alien is kind of like oh. half there because mm. that's like sci-fi. Yeah. And then I, I loved like the Agatha Christie and then there were none, which is kind of off that picking them off one by one. Yeah. Who's going to mm -hmm. survive kind of thing. So yeah. I get, I love that trope. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like it's really interesting. Like The Mist does it as well, which oh, I think was directed yeah. by Frank Darabont. And I find it always really interesting to see kind of the extremes that human beings can be pushed to in a survival scenario. So obviously yeah. like the, the thing does that, I think so, so well, because you're seeing this extreme paranoia. But again, it's the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> right because in that it's like the the fear comes from this creature could be any of us mm -hmm. and i guess with audio drama you also have that unknown you can't you don't know yeah. what any of these characters look like you don't yeah. know what the yeah. villain the this, this creature you don't know what they look like yeah um i mean other favorites get out yeah. like oh, Jordan yeah, Walsh. Get out. <laughs> wow. i watched that for the first time last term and my brain was like melting out of my face and it was amazing get out is <laughs> A Fantastic. performance of yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Who was the director for that, may I ask? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele? Yeah. I, said, cool. I remember yeah. Classic I remember Peele. Yeah. Did, did, did Jordan Peele do an Alien one recently? He did. I um, went and watched nope. it. That, I really liked nope. it. Nope. Yeah. Terrified yeah. me. Mm. I'm massively into Aliens, <laughs> yeah. but this genuinely, there's what a couple of scenes in it where you're like getting sucked up and they were like, oh, okay, they're getting squished. That's not nice. And then blood mm. comes out. You're like, wow. It's like a few <laughs> moments of very extreme horror yeah. in Nope. And I, yeah. I don't know. Did you see Nope? I did. Yeah. Did you like it? I loved it, but I, I think I preferred Get Out yeah. as well as Us as well, just because it was really 
contained film. Mm. It all happens like kind of takes place yeah. in this one house, in basically. House, yeah. yeah. And I really love contained films. I know that Nope does basically set is set in a house, but it's more like the monster or the alien mm. is more like open. To, yeah, you don't really know. It takes place over a longer amount of time yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I did enjoy it. I think there were a couple of moments of really true horror. There was like um, kind of like War of the Worldsy as well, oh, with like the kind I, of yeah, bloods yeah. coming down and like mm. into the windows. Yeah. That was the bit that really um yeah. freaked me out. I thought that was brilliant. It was great. Yeah. Was everyone, everyone okay. thought of obviously we're going on a tangent, but like everyone thought, oh yeah, with UFOs and UAPs, they're called nowadays. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they have to be metallic. Nope, this thing was organic and like mm. it was, yeah, it's actual creature. It was, yeah. yeah, it was like a yeah. creature, and I was like, mm. that was disturbing. It's far more terrifying, yeah. isn't it? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Mm. What I love about Jordan Peele is how, in each of his films, he you know addresses a very real social issue because so yeah. get out is kind of the quintessential social horror the whole thing is exploring a very contemporary version of racism that is a yeah. lot more nuanced and the the sunken place is this metaphor for white supremacy's effort to i guess oppress black subjectivity and mm -hmm. and things like this and, and i find that so and then with yeah. with nope as well you've of course got the themes of surveillance and mm -hmm. everyone needing to be kind of everything needing to be recorded and how yeah. and, and, and yeah. things only have value Technology if they're recorded yeah. and yeah. I, that's what I love that's about it, yeah it's the same yeah. thing nowadays everyone doesn't believe something unless they it's have recorded it camera, yeah. 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 but even if it is on camera I've been listening to a lot of ghosts and UFO podcasts right and the more oh, yeah. evidence you oh, yeah. have well, yeah, wait 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 who have you been listening Danny to Danny Robbins of course yeah really <laughs> <laughs> uncanny uh, um, fellow conspiracy theorist obviously but it seems like the more more evidence these people have as well yeah um the more it's thwarted because yeah. they're like well you've clearly fabricated this yeah. this yeah. isn't real mm -hmm. and yeah. so it's like it's really interesting it's just whatever route you if go you're down if you're like skeptical that. you're like but mm -hmm. why are they saying it it's mm -hmm. just kind of like you're looking into mm -hmm. it and you're like ah oh, it's like a drug looking yeah. into stuff like that it's, it's a detective story it's addictive. yeah mm -hmm. i think like yeah we miss how credible word of mouth is and like people mm -hmm. talking like obviously this is up to whoever wants to believe it but my dad said there was a lady who worked with him who just had like there was a poltergeist of some kind in her house and it would throw the like cutlery around and oh, she'd God. leave for work in the morning and go put it back and she'd come back <laughs> at the end of the day and it would all be back in it <laughs> and she just like lived alongside this thing like just vibing that's a well behaved that's a poltergeist. cool story I know that's actually a very cool story <laughs> just like she never got it on camera because she was like no it's just part of my we routine we can live in house. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little ghost that's going to yeah. clean up that's clean everything up for you that's nice <laughs> um, I mean also my list is the Vavitch the witch, yeah, yes, the the kind of archaic. The, I love the language in that, like how the extreme efforts that have gone to to make it as kind of real as possible. Yeah. Also, of course, you know, we're talking earlier about mythology, mythology mm -hmm. about, about the moon. It's Robert Eggers, isn't it? He took it he took yeah. a lot of inspiration from contemporary accounts of witchcraft from the era in which the film is actually set. I think that's I love that a kind yeah. of that, that real authenticity to it, but also just the real yeah. horror of the mythology from that era because it's so horrific. I think that's another that's another one that's up there for me. But yeah, absolutely. It's not mm. that's, that era is not even talked about a lot, is it? It's got its own little cult following, mm. oh. but but I guess mainstream, not really. No, no I've never heard of it before. No, oh really? Before. Recently though, in the cinema, I don't know what you guys have seen recently in terms of horror or anything. A haunting in Venice. Ooh. Is it good? It's actually all right. It's like, it's one of the Poirot films. Yeah. Um, but the past two are kind of like comedy satire. This one, they've gone for more of a horror spin and it really works and it's fun. Oh, wow. Nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fab. <laughs> I saw Talk To Me recently. It was really, really good. Really good. The whole thing, I mean, uh, spoilers a little bit here, but <laughs> it is, the whole thing is a metaphor for 
addiction and substance abuse mm. and it's it does it so incredibly well and I just thought the acting was phenomenal the characters are great I don't know I just and it's really scary but it, the ending as well I don't know I mean I know some people weren't a huge fan of the ending but I thought it was I don't know the ending I was like wow fair play <laughs> I thought okay. the ending was great nice. so yeah I love I'll a good watch it alright spend yeah. some more money no. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good ending though it doesn't matter how kind of mediocre whatever the film has been it just ties it up and it makes you believe the film was so much better if you like love the ending yeah I think this is also why I love Saw I have such a love Saw <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I oh, think every, the ending every of the first <laughs> ending yeah. is nailed they nail no, every no, single I agree ending I absolutely agree with that yeah. mm, we're actually going to go see Saw 10 we are. <laughs> later today you know what, I, there I, are 10 yeah this is what I, this, this, this is what I was like How? I haven't seen one no neither I've seen up to like scared. five I think it was it was actually quite simple like the, the initial like Saw but I, th- I think what dr- drove it is the philosophy of Saw I, I find it really interesting when we have the philosophy of Jigsaw and it's very controversial but it's the same way like I really love it when a character is like that they feel justified in what they're doing, even if what they're doing is really morally ambiguous. Yeah. Mm. But they have a whole argument structure around it and the way that Jigsaw believes in his philosophy. Yeah. It just makes Saw so fun. Sticking with this idea about horror movies, <clears throat> what is your favourite horror movie trope? So I'm thinking things like Final Girls, Unkillable Villain, Splitting up, even though it's a really terrible idea. <laughs> Having no signal. I hate that one. <laughs> um, it's the worst. Final jump scare, creepy child, anything like that. Do you guys have a favorite trope? Uh, when there's a zombie apocalypse and you have to go to the shops. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love those scenes. Because, I love those scenes. I, yeah, it's just because it's like an adventure. Mm. Now, this shop may be uh, 50 meters down the road. Mm. and there's probably about 5,000 zombies yeah. outside yeah. and you're like 50 meters is now going to seem like a lifetime yeah <laughs> that's just in my head that's just like leg it yeah. what'd you do leg it get in the car go around the back oh it's just I love those moments as well like in 28 in 28 days later they have yeah. that don't they yeah. I think what I really like about those moments in um, zombie media where because the reality of a zombie apocalypse is that there are <laughs> there's a silver lining and that silver lining is you don't have to pay for anything you don't like yeah. just, you know you yeah. can just take what you like and anytime there's a kind of those moments like I think they have it as well in um What's it called? The one with Woody Harrelson and Jesse. Oh, Zombieland. Yeah, they have it in that as well when they kind of smash up the shop. Any of those moments when it's this anarchy that is no longer anarchy because society doesn't exist. I really like those. I really like those moments as well. Definitely. Getting some video games as well. That's kind of like the top of my head anyway. Mm -hmm. What about you guys, Catherine? Do you have anything? I think for me, it's always those moments like we were speaking about earlier with the ominous door and then walking towards this door. And you think, no, don't open it. Don't go there. There's a noise. You can hear it knocking. You don't need to go and look. You're just going to cause a problem. Turn around. This doesn't have to be a horror film. To me, it's like those moments when the suspense really builds and mm-hmm. you're shouting at the TV or the cinema screen. Mm. Yeah. At that point, I leave the room because I know it's going to get real and I'm not going to be able to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah. I think mine is like the impossible choice. And I haven't seen it in loads and loads of things, but it's where like someone's two best friends are both in like some oh, no. death situation oh, that's it's like pick one and yeah. you keep thinking oh it's all right it's a film there's going to be like a third way and it just isn't and you've got yeah. like the anxiety oh, that builds no. from picking one yeah. and i just i love it especially because like i used to play a lot of cinematic games that were a story but you could like make your own choices and knowing you were the one responsible for like yeah. picking between them mm. and that was a trope in like all games in the 2010s or something yeah. and it was like this is my decision now and you knew there was no backing out and it was like oh <laughs> wonderful <Yeah. laughs> that's interesting i like that one yeah 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 nicola what about you 
I touched on it slightly earlier, but you know when um, like children are really close to the horror and the adults aren't, mm -hmm. and they kind of like justify everything that's going on. This is a terrible example, but it also creeped me out as a really young child. But did you ever watch Monster House? No. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's probably a terrible example, but it's like these kids at the whole time are the ones seeing this horror and they're the ones who actually fix it. But mm. I, I think there's something about like being a child. This is why I wanted to tell the Moonlight Circus from the perspective yeah. of a child as well. It's like you're closer to everything mm. and everything feels so heightened. Oh, so colorful. It, yeah. And it just it just makes sense that like, especially in monster horror and supernatural horror, that, that like they kind of target children. But mm. then when everything's told from the perspective of a child, it seems so much more innocent. They That's kind of are. don't have a like grasp on like how bad things can be how bad people can be so yeah. they kind of just like mm -hmm. make up it's, it's the way Imogen will talk to Patches like yeah. oh hello yeah, and she just Patches. accepts it if you, like, out, yeah. if you found out a child was talking to a clown you'd go well that's creepy as, a, as an adult yeah. and, but as a child like, there's nothing wrong with this yeah. fine. they just accept the reality as yeah. it's given to them yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a great scene in, was it in It 2 Mm. Where that the where the child yeah that's what the creepiest yeah <laughs> it's I horrible because you know what's going to happen yeah yeah definitely Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's that thing though and, and it's like you would never believe you know that no one's going to believe the child which makes the terror feel even, even worse. worse oh my gosh yeah the repetition trope like where mm. something exactly the same happens again with someone yeah. else oh. like often at the end of a film and you're like no <laughs> the going round again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in terms of that you know of course a child is going to believe that a clown can be real the adults won't yeah. believe them we have in the moonlight circus varying degrees of without spoiling too much but varying degrees of belief in the evil that exists what inspired you into that i think because there's something like just so scary about like telling the truth and not being believed by anybody like that's almost yeah. like the scariest thing and you yeah. see that, that in, like literally my worst fear yeah mm. yeah and so when mrs hadley like she's obviously been through this really traumatic thing as a child yeah and she told people, she did tell people. Because like people always ask in like horrors, it's like, why don't you tell people? And it's like, why don't they tell people? And it's like, but they do, but yeah. they're just not believed. And so it doesn't actually help them. And I think it's worse when they have done that and they've gone through all these avenues and exhausted it. And they're seen as like a fraud or they're seen mm, as crazy. like crazy. Yeah. Yep. And that's the way Mrs. Hadley and she's just like exhausted by it. Mm. So she doesn't, she doesn't tell anyone anything else. Yeah. Um, because what would it do? Mm. Yeah. Apart from label her as an absolute lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got those varying degrees of authority as well. You've got mm -hmm. kind of Miss Banks, who's obviously got the most authority. Yeah. And she's the one who's dismissing everything. And, yeah. And you yeah. know what? What can you do in that situation? Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting in terms of the power that's going on there. Mm. I find that really interesting. Yeah. The social environment as well. Now you might have to, you might have to correct me, uh, Nicola. Mm. Was this just this was just after the war? Is that right? It was, was during World War Two, but it was like sort of in 1943. What inspired you to write it in that? era i think i was just always fascinated by that period of time like mm. like just always uh, and through, yeah and just through it throughout school because there was so much like because as well during the war especially during world war one but I, I found it even more so during world war two like the, even so cases of like ghosts ghost sightings went up massively yeah. right. and obviously there's that kind of surrounding fear of death and what do we do where like so many people are dying and like the aftermath of death and people want there to be something else. And mm -hmm. I just, I think in that environment, you are likely to sort of have these thoughts. So yeah. it's, it feels closer to the time in my mm. eyes. So That's it just felt really like, interesting. Yeah. Cause almost we've experienced some, like after coming out of a pandemic, yeah, we've experienced something similar. We've experienced yeah. like having danger around you. Cause obviously, you know, 
with the war you're dealing yeah. with kind of something might come from above and yeah. just you know and end everything yeah. and you know with covid kind yeah. of not on the yeah. same no, level but so dealing true. with the same and yeah. so you, you can understand kind of why people would yeah. experience not necessarily paranoias but it's just fears a and state of fear. yeah 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 and absolutely and it also so whatever way you want to interpret that i think as like a believer or a skeptic and anything like that you can sort of see that even if you wanted to take the moonlight circus very metaphorically and see like imogen's journey as complete metaphor she's not really seeing this clown there isn't really a moonlight circus but that like it still makes sense in the time absolutely that she would definitely experience that if that makes sense and i think it so. still makes it more frustrating for the characters yeah. because yeah. it gives that paranormal supernatural element of this yeah. clown and moonlight even more power because yeah. it's just taking over and taking control no one believes anyone and mm. it's this sense of gossip that just runs rife yeah mm. yeah and it's the same way mrs hadley's feeling that miss mm. banks is like the opposite of end of the spectrum she's like no i just want order yeah. she's very like i think she very much like refuses to believe anything mm. yeah yeah like I, yeah, I reckon in a, a past point in her time, she was very open to things yeah. like that. But mm. she doesn't have the capacity, time, space or responsibility to be uh, dealing <coughs> with these sort of things now. She's yeah. got what she perceives as more important material things on yeah. her plate. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's yeah. almost like she's been warmed down by responsibility. Mm. And it's like her in her argument with Miss Hadley. And I think she says like, you know, Miss Hadley saying, like, well, I've been out looking for the child that's gone missing. And Miss yeah. Banks is like, well, I've been here caring for the remaining 98 like she sees that as like her responsibility and that is the most she's doing. Yeah. But that's almost what I find Miss Banks interesting for that reason. <laughs> you can you can sympathize with her to a degree because mm. she's not just outright horrible and no. you know you can understand no, what yeah. what her priorities are and she just wants to get things done and she's got a job to do yeah yeah and yeah. also in the stories we read and the people we follow in films you always follow the protagonist or the person who goes out after them like the people who go off on these adventures but mm. they still leave behind like a whole bunch yeah. of people with lives to live and things to get on with yeah and miss banks is very much the yeah embodiment of that mm, yeah definitely in terms of my favorite horror tropes i was just gonna say cabin in the woods um, obviously the whole film is a satirization of horror tropes which I think it's brilliant and I think one of the horror tropes yeah. that it addresses very very well is the fact that in horror movies for some reason everyone just is really stupid like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they make yeah. the worst possible decisions I mean so I love the inversion of that I love mm. an intelligent protagonist so Chris mm. in Get Out very intelligent yeah yeah because yeah. do you know one thing that really winds me up is when so the protagonist, they somehow manage to overpower <laughs> the person trying to end their life. And then instead of killing them, they just leave. And then, and then of course, and then of course, like, and then they get back up and then, it, you know what I mean? And that happens yeah, in- I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> but like Wolf Creek, which is a oh. really good Australian horror, really, really good, terrifying. Yes. And what I love about that as well is the, um, the kind of the antagonist in that is, I don't know, very, very unusual. He's yeah. not, he's not this, he, he has a really interesting characterization. Yeah. However, there is a point at which the protagonist, they, they do manage to, w at one point she manages to run away and then it's like, oh, I can hear my friend screaming yeah. in the background. I have yeah. to go back and help yeah. them. Yeah. No, yeah. get the police. <laughs> <laughs> like, that yeah. always annoys me. Yeah. Like, genuinely, what do you think you can do? Literally, yeah. Yeah. literally. but then they, they do manage to kind of like, I don't know what they do, but they kind of manage to like knock him out or something and then they don't yeah. kill him. And that, that always really oh, winds always. me up. That always winds me up. So yeah. I love the inversion of that. An intelligent protagonist, Chris, get How out. He yeah. no, he kind of, when he gets to that point where he's like, yeah, I'm going to live. He just goes for it. And I think yeah. that's great. I think I do really like 
the foreshadowing of people's deaths in horror films. Oh yeah. I mean, the, one of the earliest, <laughs> so my introduction to horror, I was introduced to horror quite young. Like my dad's very into horror. And um, I remember watching kind of like these not very good, like English horror films, like kind of <laughs> B-movie-ish sort of horror films. <laughs> when I was younger. B-movie and, horror. The class. Yeah. It's a genre I want. Oh, I thought you meant like the B movie. Oh no, like, <laughs> yeah, Barry, B. Barry Benson. B. Benson. I was like, wow, this is a genre I'm yet to be. <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, just. I just, agree. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, so no, I mean more just kind of like lower budget horrors. <laughs> Not the like Not jam. The B movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, one of the kind of earliest franchise, like one of the franchises that I was introduced to quite early on was Final Destination. And obviously in that, I love the, the Final Destination, they are, they are. You said earlier are, on, is that right? You said you, you visited my life. That earlier on in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> I remember watching Final Destination 2 and like always being scared of the bit with the lift. I don't know if any of you yes. guys can remember that. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know anytime you drive behind like any van that's got kind of oh, anything on the back of it, you're like, it's going to fall off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in that, in that, obviously you have a lot of foreshadowing of people's mm. deaths however yeah. i do like it when it's a bit more subtle so it's when it's something that isn't even addressed by the film obviously Shaun of the dead does that in a really cool oh, um ed's way. monologue yeah which is brilliant i think that's yeah. really cool um also ty west's x which i really liked i thought that was a really cool movie um they also do that they also kind of foreshadow the characters demises mm -hmm. like you have a character who's very very quiet and then one of, and then someone else says, "Oh, you know, she should just, she shouldn't be this quiet." And then the moment mm -hmm. she kind of raises her voice and starts screaming and stuff, that causes her death. Things like <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, I think um, th those, th yeah, those are the trips yeah. that I like. Yeah, I'm struggling to think now of films that actually do that, but I didn't even realize that in X. Mm. I'm gonna have to go back and like <laughs> yeah. watch all the foreshadowing moments. Well, I mean, not yeah, to you said it all, and I'm gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like not to spoil it. There's like you know the moment with um I don't know if it's an alligator or a crocodile, but the moment yes. with the crocodile oh, that that is foreshadowed that. earlier yeah. on and stuff like this. I don't know. I just I, I like that because it's kind of you're giving your audience like, but also that happens in Get Out yeah. as well. There's a lot yeah. of it. I, I don't know. I just think there's it, it's, it's just better writing. I think yeah. if yeah. you can, and you're also giving your audience some credit because you're saying you're intelligent enough for me not to have to tell you all of this. Yeah, they're not spoon. You can pick up on these yeah. things that we're doing, and yeah, yeah I always like that. I though. love it when at the start there's just an ominous shot of just like something like a well and your brain is like this is death well story. definitely and, yeah you don't see it until like the end and then yeah. you're like oh my god everything ties <laughs> yeah. together yeah, yeah definitely so i guess i'll ask how long this isn't about your character it's about you how long do you okay. think you'd survive in a horror film because i know we all like to think oh yeah zombie apocalypse i'd be there i'd be at the end i'd be in like rick grimes little crew i'd be surviving <laughs> how long would you survive would you be the final girl sam what do you reckon would you be the final girl <laughs> i'd be the final girl i think no um, i'm gonna be honest with you i i have undiagnosed adhd so what i'll do i'll get into a really safe space and then i'll have like my food here my food here, and food here I've got my, my weapons and I'll sit down for about 10 minutes and go, you know, what? I'm bored. So I go outside <laughs> and get eaten. <laughs> it, it will happen. I know. So probably I'll be like one of the first or second. What about you, Nicola? How long do you reckon you'd survive oh, in a horror I'd film? I'd hope, like the amount of horror films I've watched, I hope that I wouldn't fall into any of the stuff. This is what I think. <laughs> yeah. This is what I think. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe I will just forget all of that mm. in a moment of like fight or flight mm. and then get killed instantly but i'd hope i'd be a final go at least yeah i agree because okay. i think there's some horror films that i like 
it very much depends on the on what horror film, what genre yeah, we're in. Does. Because yeah. I think with some horror films, I'm just I, I'm just watching it and I'm like, leave, just leave. Yeah. Because this is a Shout problem it. with the house, or this yeah. is a problem with where you are. Just leave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then in some horror films, some horror films people do leave. I think in like yeah, uh, one of the screams, there's a character who's just like, I'm not dealing with this, and he just leaves. He gets some taxi <laughs> and leaves. And I'm like, yeah. I think I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, great. Right. I wish I'd have the logic to think oh, I can escape this and get out. And yeah fight the end but i'd be that person that just would see the thing that is chasing me the scary element of life and i'd burst into hysterics i'd laugh <laughs> i'd probably pass out and have a heart attack <laughs> i'd die like, of shock before yeah, i'd last about happens. 30 seconds just yeah. there like bruh that <laughs> yeah. like that guy i think the the old man in x he just died like his heart just <laughs> passed in, and then you're like really yeah <laughs> Well, you, Emily? I always thought I'd be the one to die first. I was okay. like, yeah, I would just die. I'd just accept fate. I'd be like, well, okay. lol, off, I'm, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But we did like a quiz with our friends and like who we thought would survive. And everyone said I would get to the end so and I would like fight for everyone else. And I think this is the thing. I wouldn't really fight for myself to survive, but I would try and protect mm -hmm. everyone else to such a degree that no one else would be left. And then I'd be like, huh. Oh, well, right. guess I survive. <laughs> nice, yeah. By default. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like, oh, lol. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like I like it just because I, I do love a bit of zombie media. I oh. do I do hope if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'll do all hope. right. Chances are I won't. Look, like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, go to Butlins. It's the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the sea. At least yeah. you go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> Big gates, spikes on yeah. the top, death slides, like nothing there is hygienically safe. Buttons. That's true. <laughs> I live five minute walk from Butlins. I can do that. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll be honest though, if it's like running zombies, no. I'm not oh, even bother. What's the <laughs> I try to be our zombie game. No, they're horrible. No. Ooh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Sprinting tall zombies. Oh, yeah. I can't cope. If I it's the walk going up and down in a lift, I think for the rest of my life I'd be like, yeah, what's no. closing? <laughs> Staying here. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah, but then what if the lift breaks? That's a thing. I don't mind. It's that or zombies. Yeah, like, but they would surely then make their way through the door and then you'd be trapped in a metal box with zombies. But am I really that, like, do they want me that bad? Because if so, I'm kind of flattered. <laughs> okay, fair, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got, I don't know, kind of strategy for a zombie apocalypse, right? Okay, so, like, oh, I'm going to immediately, well, I kind of have, there's one step to my strategy and it is just get, like, motorcycle gear. Because, like, if that stuff can protect you from, like, okay. that's rolling so over true. the road, like, they're not Lever biting up. through that's that. Nice. They're Lever not biting up, through it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my plan. But I'm sticking with you. <laughs> Go to Warwick Castle and steal the gear. What around in a knight's costume. Yeah, and there then, you go. And then nobody's yeah. coming near you. Yeah, chainmail. Let's go to the Isle of Wight, man. Like, just go to an island. Just yeah. go to an island. Yeah, no, Get I on agree. a boat. You know what? I Let's mean, just get on a boat and fish for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, what's that? John Krasinski. Um, oh, the, the, the deaf. Quiet Place. Not quiet yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet Place 2. Mm -hmm. um, you have the island in that, don't they? And yeah. it's oh kind gosh. of, it's just a paradise because it's like, well, they can't, yeah. they can't get here. So, yeah, and it's like, well, of course, just go to an island. I would be that person like vlogging the whole thing. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Day three. Yeah, day, day three of the zombie apocalypse. My subscribers going down by the day, but that's okay because... Look, you're not unfollowing you're just dead <laughs> <laughs> nice i'll finish by asking are you guys planning anything spooky to celebrate this halloween actually i've got something really exciting this year oh. mm. okay i am going to <gasps> an abandoned prison <gasps> to do a ghost oh, hunt no. that is so cool i, I don't, okay just cool and terrifying for the record i'm a skeptic i don't why believe would in you ghosts. do this <laughs> I've just been I do believe in oh, ghosts. Do you? Yeah. I know people that have worked in that industry, which is quite yeah. cool. That's yeah. really cool. Where is it? Shepton Mallet. 
Okay. Shepton Mallet Prison. It's abandoned. My um, actually, my sister-in-law's kid does gymnastics there now. Um, it, oh, in the prison. Used for, yeah, it's used for everything. <laughs> that sounds like a ghost like like horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you get kids to do gymnastics in a haunted know. prison? Some they think they're guys. doing a backflip. Something's just grabbing their leg, and flipping them over. Like, no, <laughs> they're really good there. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have like a ghost hunt. So you get there at like nine p.m. You do a Ouija board. Oh, you're uh, you Why? go around the cells. You go around. People were executed in there, so it feels like a Wow. Really, it's a really, it must be place, old. It must be an yeah. old, yeah. It's a place with a lot of history. Wow, that's so, so good. you're gonna really enjoy yourself. Yes, you might get possessed. Yeah, there's a risk might come there. Back a completely different person. Oh no, all the same. All you the never same. know. <laughs> Maybe I'm already possessed. It's all just written down on paper now. <laughs> it is. I, I'm, I'm just really curious. I really wanted to do one of these, and I, I went to the prison, and I was like, "Do you do anything here?" And mm. they're like, "Actually." We do ghost hunts every month. <laughs> That's great. Absolutely. That, that sounds brilliant. I mean, it's wow. almost like, even if you don't Log believe it. it, something like that is almost like performance art anyway, I isn't really it? So I think that'd it, yeah. be great. I just want to experience it. I, I'm very sceptical, but I want ghosts to exist. I'm very hopeful. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm the same with aliens. Yeah. 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 I get it. I'm yeah. the same with that. I can yeah. accept aliens and not be too scared, but yeah. like ghosts and everything? No. Imagine <laughs> living a life where you do believe in them. That's me. And ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely do. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you planning on contacting any of this? Absolutely Halloween? not. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to open the door? No. no. The door is firmly closed. Fiction is fine. Mm. <laughs> Would you not mess around with a Ouija board oh, then? Oh, never. Mm. Really? Never, ever. I know so many stories of people who have had horrible experiences. Oh, really? Not yeah. Good people who've like messed around once and then for like six months later just kept waking up in the night to screaming and yeah. then it happened to their mum as well oh and then they god. all had to go and get a priest and oh my god yeah, yeah. That's and then absolutely it stopped absolutely terrifying yeah oh yeah. wow fair enough have fun Nicola <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> stay safe please wear and some then, armour on the way and some yeah. chain mail just in case don't forget yeah. your, your leathers your biking my leathers, leathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my leathers if they're going to do anything <laughs> yeah and just get a priest on speed dial. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. wear a cross. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> what about the rest of you? Are you guys planning anything for this Halloween? Murder mystery dinner party. <gasps> How exciting. Oh, that's cool. Just because Agatha Christie is my love, my life, my everything. And I wanted to do a murder mystery party for ages. And I did one when I was like 14, but I want to do one in Cambridge mm -hmm. with all like the old uh, oh, yeah. the candles. Nice. And everything looking like on point. So. Yeah. I'm going to film it. Vlog it. Vlog it. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> That'll be great, though. Do you have a favourite Agatha Christie novel? Oh, I mean, and then there were none, like, creeped yeah. me mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I love Sleeping Murder as well, which is a Miss Marple short story. I've not read Which destroyed my brain and I didn't sleep for, like, four nights. I love Agatha Christie so much. Mm -hmm. I, like, everything I write is murder mystery because of her. So That's great. I love her. I love her. Nice. What about you guys, Catherine, Sam? Do you have any plans? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to lock my doors and stay inside and watch a really fun, happy movie. Night. Joan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. And if anyone knocks at my door, they're not getting sweets. So fair enough. Yeah, well, absolutely fair enough. I tend to, I don't watch any Halloween film, unless it's on the TV. I don't really watch any Halloween <gasps> Uh, films actually can i say Go can ahead. i watch hotel transylvania is that acceptable oh, yeah, on halloween i love hotel transylvania ali looks so disappointed <laughs> 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 i'll watch that and i'll have a great time so you can come that. over i think that was, <laughs> honestly that's i love i love hotel transylvania yeah. actually i rate it's it not, as a film but as a I film do. it's I, i'm sitting like that's my level the of kids halloween. are so lucky to have this yeah this is awesome mm. um what i'm gonna plan on doing right hopefully no one's listening to this well, no, hopefully thousands <laughs> of people listen to this. Hopefully no one that I know is going to be listening to this. I'm a bit of a prankster. 
Okay. So, so you're I'm, gonna go and haunt people? Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm out and about quite a lot. I won't do it to strangers, but mainly people at my workplace and my acting tutor and my singing tutor <laughs> and my mum and my dad. And I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna try and film it. I'm gonna get you. different masks and then do like a little montage of scaring oh. the absolute pants oh, off them. No. Are you coming to a haunted prison too? Um, <laughs> honestly, you know you want to. That would be funny. <laughs> I'm the sort of, no, because I have been to abandoned areas. Don't, don't, don't get me arrested, but I have been to abandoned areas. <laughs> I just spend my Saturdays in the abandoned supermarket. <laughs> uh, and I'm the person to walk at the back at, on purpose and yeah. just make noises and whatnot. Mm. So I like doing the, the scaring, but once I'm scared, I'm running. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. And that has happened. As patches though, how suitable that you are going out and being the <laughs> yeah. one to scare people. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's in my mind, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Have you got a clown costume? I haven't. Oh. Actually, you, I, you said, well, I've got a Halloween party coming up. I'm not doing it. I don't host anything because I'm a loser. But um, I've got longer hair now, uh-huh. which means... You don't need a wig. I can play the Heath Ledger. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. That's so true. Mm. Living every, and like, 14-year-old edgy boy's that. dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. And I can't wait. I'm going to get it dyed. Well, hopefully, if everything goes ahead. Get it dyed. <laughs> Painted, we need shave photo. the beard off. It's gonna look wow. Fun. That's a that's a cool costume. And cool it's not gonna be a wig either. Yeah. You know when it's mm. obviously a wig. It's yeah. Like yeah. My actual hair, and everyone's gonna yeah. go. Ugh. Okay, cool. Stop tugging on my hair. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Very cool plans. I can't say I've not got any plans for Halloween, unfortunately. Other than prison, there are tickets. Um, Please go because I want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, I might have to, but I will be tuning in. To oh. the Moonlight Circus, Woo. which will Woo. be airing on. Yes. Maybe that was a setup. Maybe that's what we should <laughs> yeah, have been on really Halloween. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be sitting here watching this. this. Look, if even the writer isn't. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> She's listened to it. You're, you've been editing it. I you've have. listened to it a thousand times. Many, many times. <laughs> She's bored of our voices. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I will be tuning in to, and I hope all our listeners will as well. I will be tuning yeah. in I'll to the definitely. Moonlight Circus, which is going to be broadcast on Cam FM on Halloween. It's very Actually, spooky. Do we know what time? It's yes. at 12 p.m. 12 I believe. PM. Yeah, 12 p.m. So please tune so in. So lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime. Maybe. Not lunchtime like midnight. Scare. So before anyone like goes out for Halloween, you okay, can nice. get, get your spook on. Get the feel. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, get, get on your lunch yeah. break, get, get out your sandwich, yep. exactly. and prepared um, to be terrified. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, no, I it's hope a. You are. Yeah, I mean, you guys are all fantastic in it, Nicola. The script is like amazing. It was, I mean, I helped produce it, and it was a fantastic yeah. project to you know be involved in, even if I wasn't involved in it as much as you guys. But it was you were amazing. You were, you guys were great. The performances yeah. are great. Honestly, like everyone listening, go and listen to it. I'm assuming yeah. it'll be up on Spotify. If, if you're listening to this after yeah. after it's come out, it'll be up on Spotify as well. So yeah, go and listen to it. Thank you guys so much for joining Thank me today. Thanks for having, having us. us. No, no worries. Okay, this has been Talking Pictures. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>